Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Happy hour. Just me, huh? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. I, I must have known that we didn't have happy hour in the state of Indiana. When I read the story, I'm like, we don't have happy hour? House Bill 1086 out of committee. Committee on Public Policy. It was a 12-1 vote. There's worries that happy hour will help uh, promote alcohol consumption responsibly. You're adults. I'm sorry, I don't need the nanny state. Thank you. Be rational people. End of list. Uh, authored uh, by uh, Jake uh, Teshkin. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. It allows for the return of happy hour, which is a fixed set of time. Uh, where bars or restaurants offer discounted alcoholic drink specials. Banned since 1985. We are one of eight states that prohibit it. I don't actually care what other states do. I care what what, what we do, and, and I would be in favor of returning happy hour. Now, there's been a, a bunch of, of talk about some things that have gone through where we're going to need some clarification. And one of them, Producer Carl, uh, we give Producer Carl a lot of work to do, and that's because it keeps him off the streets, and that's very important for all of us. There is a piece of legislation moving through the General Assembly regarding wetlands, and the changing of some classifications from Class 3 to Class 2, which would allow for more development in certain areas. Now... That is, uh, the, the, the left, the Indiana Democratic Party and others have been screaming about this for the past 24 hours. Before we dig in and say, well, if they don't like it, it must be good. <laughs> I'd like to know what the, 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 the basis is here. I'd like to know the story. So I'm not sure which member of the General Assembly has put this forward. I'm not sure it, its purpose. If we could get the data on that one, I'm, I'm curious because you don't often think of Indiana and wetlands. That's first and, and foremost. Secondly, how were they classified to begin with and how are they being classified now? Is it a conversation of overregulation and overclassification, which happens so often? It's possible that people are bringing up a hey, wait a second. I don't think I don't think we really gained from this. We've got a lot of empty land. We don't necessarily need to do this. Or is it you've created undue regulations that don't actually help anything that are much more about your ideology than reality? I'd like to know the difference, please. That would be great. And yes, Trump wins in New Hampshire. And yes, Nikki Haley overperformed. Well, Tony, that's because the Democrats, they, they switched parties and they voted. Can we discuss this theory just for a moment? Just for one moment, can we discuss what it is we're saying? Because 
Uh, just, just like the wetlands or the wetlands, I have, uh, I have questions. I have many, many, many questions. Tony Katz, that's me, by the way. What's up, everybody? 93 WIBC. Good morning. Been a lot of talk over the last few days about the blue line, the purple line, the red line, and, of course, the nonsense of this bus talk. And there was a bill put forward by Senator Aaron Freeman uh, there in the... uh, General Assembly that would put a pause on dedicated bus lanes. It would say maybe we shouldn't have dedicated bus lanes. Maybe we should put an end to this idea. Uh, Roads are for cars. You're limiting the amount of cars on the road. You're hurting traffic patterns. Therefore, you're hurting businesses. You're hurting the flow. We shouldn't be doing this. The other side has let the cat out of the bag that this was never about buses. It was never about transportation. In large majority, in a large uh, amount of their theory, as they have posted themselves, this is solely about getting cars off the road. If you take a look at um, what they consider traffic calming, if you take a look at Vision Zero, this is where it is. This is where it's at. So much so that when business owners said, we support this conversation about stopping uh, the, 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 the blue line or, or allowing cars to be in, in these lanes, you had elected officials like Jesse Brown, city county councilor, communist, oh, democratic socialist, same difference. Really go, in my view, go after these businesses. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. An elected official did this. Your move, Indiana Democratic Party, you're the ones who supported him. Bob Bosley, president of the council, you wrote him a check. This this is who you guys are? The Republicans on the council don't have a word about this? I'm not saying that the guy's got a different view. He thinks the blue line's a good idea. Well, you're allowed to think something's a good idea even when it's not. To call out businesses by name? Whatever. He's now uh, wants to go after Senator Aaron Freeman. Go ahead. Go after a politician. People are going after you in terms of trying to get you out of office. It's it's the way the world works. Doesn't doesn't move me, bother me uh, in, in, in any which way. These bus lines were never about the buses. They were about changing how we maneuver. They did this in Carmel. You could speak well of former Mayor Brainerd now until the end of time. Reducing things like range line to one lane was a ridiculous, nonsense idea, and Mayor Sue Finkham should move it back to two lanes. You think we need those planters? We don't. I'm not anti-bicycle. But being anti-car isn't a, a valuable commodity. It's nonsense. Mobility matters. And these people want to limit mobility. Their plan will give you central planning. Their point A to their point B. Their plan is a bad plan. 
It doesn't engage ideas of freedom. It doesn't engage ideas of growth. You now have to plan your business and your life based on where they want you to travel. Otherwise, your life becomes more difficult. And every maneuver is to make your life more difficult because you'll say, all right, I'll use a car, but getting down the road is more difficult. And they squeeze you in. They talk about measures like speed bumps. We have to slow people down because slowing people down saves lives. They never question whether or not those speed bumps, which ambulances go over, cost lives or fire trucks. We had this conversation regarding what happens when you put in these bus lanes in the middle of the road and you've got these concrete barriers. Uh, there was a former city county counselor uh, who, who chastised me. Oh, they're rubber. They're not concrete. And you don't know what you're talking. Are, are, are they rubber today? Never mind the fact that the buses didn't work. And you said they would. Uh, they, they, they don't seem to be rubber. They seem to be concrete, ha- making it harder for people to make the left if they need to get to the other side, certainly preventing cars from doing it, making it harder on on those emergency vehicles. There's a conversation here. And remember, there are no solutions, there are only trade-offs. Are you saying we're trading off the life of this person for the life of that person? Well, that's a weird thing to do. But the idea that we want to limit mobility is something we should be vehemently opposed to. Business owners got rocked when they questioned uh, the blue line and supported the idea of of saying, whoa up and, and taking some time and, and thinking about the idea of not just having dedicated bus lanes. Were they threatened? I can't answer the question. Were they bullied? That seems pretty obvious to me as the outsider looking in. And you've had a couple of businesses change their position. Well, this is what our, our, our neighbors want, so we'll be in favor of it now. Am I supposed to yell at them? Am I supposed to, to, to scream at them? Am I supposed to say, how dare you? I don't live your life. I don't. What, what I know is, is that the argument for the blue line is the argument to take cars off the road because it is not about practicality. It is about ideology. If you tell me that a pedestrian has been hit, I won't say no. If you tell me that means that I can't drive down the road, I'll tell you you're wrong. And if it means a fight, okay. Nothing is 100% safe. I say to you here and now that I could end all traffic accidents, every single one in downtown Indianapolis, after 5 p.m. Monday through Sunday, by eliminating the use of vehicles, after 5 p.m. Monday through Sunday, you cannot drive a car, you cannot operate a motor vehicle, Monday through Sunday after 5 p.m., and not until 7 a.m. in Indianapolis. I could end all traffic accidents. That's not practical nor rational. Yet there are some who are ideological who will say, let's do that. The ideological looked at the lack of cars on the roads during COVID and said, this is the way it should be. As a matter of fact, we should have one or two days a month where we don't allow cars on the road. Think of how much better the environment will be. Everything about their ideology is about you getting less, you having less, you doing without. 
It's always about somehow you sacrificing a standard that creates a better society. Mobility creates a better society. It goes without saying. The red line, the blue line, the purple line, the idea of electric buses was nonsense from the beginning because they don't work. Not because I'm anti-mobility. I discuss tax credits. I discuss ways to utilize more services like like Uber and, and, and find a way to make that work for people who need to travel. Nobody wants to be on a bus. It's a 20th century solution for a 21st century problem, and the electric buses never worked because they didn't work in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where it's just a wee bit warmer. And the buses still didn't hold a charge in the winter. I was sorry to see the bullying um, and attacks that, that took... I, sh- I shouldn't use the word bullying. That's, that's how people phrase it. Uh, the absolute uh, attacks from elected officials, uh, Jesse Brown in, in Indianapolis. And uh, that the city county council isn't going to do anything about this is is exactly where Indianapolis is. And as I said, hey, guys, I, I, I gave my warnings. I told you what I think. You went another direction. This is what you've got now. This is your city now. What do you want me to do? Well, uh, on social media, some people have told me I should shut the blank up. I don't live here. I don't get a say. Um, I'll, I'll do what I want. I mean... You you guys are already in in the threat world. You've already put my my home address out there. This is who you are. Well, this is who I am. A rational conversation about how things can be better. And a belief that people should have a right to speak and stand up without having a mob trying to destroy them. I wish these businesses well. And I hope that the blue line is paused and then eliminated. Because the push to end mobility is a valueless proposition that's going to hurt every American and is going to cost lives. My vote is no. The best thing that Republicans have going for them is that Democrats keep supporting Joe Biden. He wins the New Hampshire primary easily, and it's interesting because he was a write-in. Because of the fight Democrats have been having, they want South Carolina to be the first primary in the nation. Because, you know, New Hampshire's too white. True story. True story. That's that's who they are. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. That's who they are. Just maddening they wrote in biden he got 66 percent of the vote dean phillips got sixteen thousand votes the democrat congressman uh from minnesota who's running for president who has stated quite clearly that democrats are delusional if you think joe biden's going to win you're out of your mind crazy if you think that Joe Biden's going to win. Joe Biden is not okay. Joe Biden is a, uh, a what's what's the word? Not an albatross. A liability. He's a liability. You want proof? Sure. I'll give you all the proof you can handle. Harris Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out what you're Trump and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. 
All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Say what? This was a rally in Virginia. Now, it was weird enough because Joe Biden got into a bit of very, very serious election denial. Now you say to me, Tony, he did. He didn't get into. A, uh, yeah, yes, he did. Yes, he most certainly did. This was Joe Biden speaking at that rally. His words, not mine. Hello, Virginia. And the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe lost to Glenn Youngkin. He's not the real governor, unless, of course, you're engaging in election denialism, which, well, that's clearly what's happening here. He's the real governor? Glenn Youngkin sent out a post on X. I'm right here, Mr. President. Hey, how are you? Right over here. But that's not the story. The story is Republicans have great opportunity because this is who they are running against. Donald Trump, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. I'm sorry. What did he just say? We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. You don't know what he said. I don't know what he said. The, the screaming lemmings don't know what he said. Nobody knows what he said. It is a gift. <laughs> it's a gift to the Republican Party. You really think the Democrats don't get that? This is why I am convinced they will change him out at the convention. And this is why it seems very, very obvious that Democrats would rather run against Trump than anybody else because they see Trump as the most beatable because they've been doing so much amongst the national set to beat him. I get where the supporter is. I get that he wins New Hampshire. There's a story, though, about New Hampshire I want to dig into. Because it looks like Trump underperformed and Haley overperformed. Well, Tony, that's because Democrats crossed over. Can we talk about this just for a moment? All I'm asking for is just a moment to discuss that. Because I have questions. And those questions start in just a few minutes. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it. And I want to acknowledge that. Now, you've all heard the chatter among the political class. They're falling all over themselves saying this race is over. Well, I have news for all of them. New Hampshire 
is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. It's a good line. It's a good line, and she will continue in this race. She received 43% of the vote. Trump got 54.6. She got 43.2. So let's call the spread 11. Trump won by 11 points. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. And Trump had plenty to say about Haley and about uh, the, the, the victory. Hundreds of miles, because if there's a board laying on the ground, they say that's a renovation. They call it a renovation. If there's two nails laying from 50 years ago, they say, oh, that was a renovation. These are very dishonest people, and you're always fighting them. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. But if she did, she would be under investigation by those people in 15 minutes. And I could tell you five reasons why already. Not big reasons. A little stuff that she doesn't want to talk about. But she will be under investigation within minutes. And so would Ron have been. But he decided to get out. He decided to get out. Now, Vivek, I don't think, would be at all because he's perfect, right? Vivek Ramaswamy was standing right behind him. Um, Trump's speech was very attacking on Nikki Haley, which I argue is a, a mistake. He should have said, we won. Thank you. We need unity. We need to all be together. We need to beat Joe Biden. We can do this together. Exactly what he did uh, post-Iowa. He didn't do post-New Hampshire. But I'm going to dig into more of that on Tony Katz today at noon. A lot of people have been telling me when I noticed that Haley overperformed her polling numbers because she did. She overperformed the polling numbers. The real clear politics average was 36.5. She comes in at 43.2. So overperforming by seven points. I talked about when she underperformed in Iowa. Well, Tony, you don't understand. Democrats crossed over. Democrats, 70% of Nikki Haley voters, writes Breitbart, not registered Republicans. This according to a CNN exit poll. Now I want to walk through a mathematics. You see, Haley had these people cross over, so she's not really that popular. I want to understand the math you're doing. The math is is that the Democratic Party has been foaming at the mouth to get Trump back in this race because they think he's the easier beat than Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, based on all polling, would do a far better job of beating Joe Biden in a general election. So Democrats crossed over to give Haley the chance to be the nominee when she's a tougher person to beat in a general based on the polling than Donald Trump, who they have been telling you for the past two years is a dictator, a threat to democracy, and has to be stopped by all costs, literally calling out the lone wolves? I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense to me. That argument is very odd. But if I am to say, look at all these people who crossed over, are they crossing over because they know they can't vote for Joe Biden and they think Haley's a better option than Trump? If if that's a call to her getting the independence, well, that's a massive issue. Look, I think she gets the same result in South Carolina that she gets in New Hampshire. And I don't see where this takes her past Super Tuesday 
really depending on South Carolina. I don't, I don't know where that money is. But I think the argument of these people crossed over is weird, like it's dismissive. I would argue that it's in, indicative of a much larger issue. And I don't think Trump helps the cause of unity when he doesn't go down that road. Nikki Haley started by congratulating the man. Trump is the clear consensus choice and he's going after the person who should be irrelevant? That doesn't make any sense either. Let me know your thoughts on X. Of course, Tony at TonyCats.com and we'll talk more at noon.